Hey folks, it's Alex Blencarn. I'm back at the kitchen table. Today I actually wanted to talk to you guys about how to buy a home in Peterborough, Ontario. So I've created a nine step program on how to get you into your first home, second home, third home, whatever it is, how to buy a home in Peterborough, Ontario. So the first step to buying a home in Peterborough, Ontario would be saving money. So one of the best parts about real estate is the lender will actually lend you most of the money to purchase the home. In Ontario, typically, if you're buying a primary residence, you will only need to put down 5% of the purchase price in order to purchase that home. The lender will actually lend you the other 95% of the purchase price. That's how awesome real estate is as an investment or as a lifestyle move. So let's take into account Peterborough, Ontario. So the average price in August was $632,777. So 5% of that would be $31,638.85. So just around $32,000. But here's the best part. That was the average price. There are homes that are selling for $400,000. There's homes that are selling for $500,000. You can easily get into a home in Peterborough, Ontario for $400,000. Now, if you were to purchase a home at $400,000, you'd only need to save $20,000 for your down payment. That would be 5% of the purchase price. If you wanted to purchase one for $500,000, it would only be $25,000 that you would need to save for 5% of that purchase price. Now, another thing to save up for would be the closing costs. So I've got a whole video on closing costs. I'll link that up here or up here, whichever one it is. And you can go through that and look at all the closing costs you might run into when you're buying a home. But ultimately, it's good to budget about ten dollars to $15,000 depending on you know the price of the home that you're buying. Uh, as well as if you're a first-time buyer, if you qualify for any incentives. But I would recommend budgeting around ten dollars to $15,000. So what does that leave you with the amount of money that you'll need to save? Well, it's best practice to save around thirty dollars to $40,000 in order to move to Peterborough in the next couple of months with the market the way it is right now. Now, there is a lot of inventory right now for buyers. Don't get it twisted. There's a lot of inventory. It's a lot easier now to buy a home than it was a couple months ago. So now is a fantastic time to buy if you are hoping to make a move. So that is step one, saving for the down payment and closing costs around thirty dollars to $40,000. Now, the higher your down payment, the cheaper your mortgage will be. And if you put over 20%, you won't have to pay mortgage insurance. So it's always best to save as much as you can, but that's really the minimum amount that you'll need to purchase a home in Peterborough, Ontario. So number two would be the pre-approval. So this is these are the only financial steps that you need to get, get in line before you, you move to Peterborough. But this one is talking about getting a pre-approval. So there's a difference between going to your bank and going to a mortgage broker. Now you can go to either, but going to a mortgage broker will definitely save you money and most of the time it is free. A pre-approval is basically a written confirmation that you are allowed to spend a certain amount of money on a home. So the bank is willing to, or the lender from the mortgage broker is willing to lend you a certain amount of money to purchase that home.
Now the difference between a bank and a mortgage broker. So a bank is one lender. They will have a specific product that they will lend you based on those specific terms of the product, whether that's interest rate, term, amortization, any privileges you might have. They will sell you one mortgage product. A mortgage broker, however, will have access to 30 plus lenders. So they can get you, you know, a lower interest rate, a lower or, or a longer amortization, whatever's of most importance to you to keep that payment as low as possible and increase the amount you can afford. Because when you're getting this pre-approval, the lender is going to analyze your financial situation. They're going to look at your debts. They're going to look at your credit score. They're going to look at your income. They're going to look at any loans that you might have. They're going to look at your financial situation and see how much money they feel comfortable lending you in order to purchase that home. Now, there's a difference between a pre-approval and a pre-qualification. A pre-qualification, you can go online, and this is a great initial step. You can go online, answer a couple of questions online, and get a number that it'll spit you out. It'll give you a number, and that's kind of a real ballpark number of what you can spend on a home based on that information. A pre-approval, however, they will go in, they'll check your credit score, they will do a more detailed analysis, and they will give you an actual number that you can spend on a home as well as a rate hold. So this is really important with these increasing interest rates. A rate hold will lock you in at a certain interest rate for a set number of days with your pre-approval. So that pre-approval gives you an interest rate of, you know, let's say 5.6 for the next 90 days. And you have to purchase a home in those 90 days to lock in that mortgage amount. So that's really important about a pre-approval. So what does this do for a buyer? Well, it gives them peace of mind. Now you know if you get a $500,000 pre-approval, the bank is comfortable giving you that money and you're okay to spend $500,000 on a home based on your financial situation. The bank already did all the numbers for you. They already pressed all the numbers and this is the number that they arrived at that they're comfortable lending you. Again, the bank does not want to over-lend money because if you don't pay it back, the bank runs into a bit of trouble. <laughs> they want you to pay your mortgage and pay your interest because that's one of the best ways that they can make money. So this pre-approval gives a buyer peace of mind because the bank does all the financial analysis for you and you can go out and comfortably spend up to $500,000 if you had a $500,000 pre-approval. Okay, so now step three. Now we're done with all the financial stuff. Now you can actually create a list of wants and needs. This is really, really fun. This is where it starts to get fun. You can think about where you're going to be in the next five years. Are you hoping to start a family? Are you looking to have one, two children? Are you hoping to get married? Are you hoping to have family move in? Is your mom and dad going to move in? Are they going to need a spot to live? Think about all of the things that you might want and all of the things that you might need in that house for the next five to 10 years. It's always best to budget five to 10 years if you end up leaving early because maybe it's not big enough, but it's, it's always good to think about the next five to 10 years. I know it can be tough, but this is the fun part. You get to plan your life. You get to plan what you want and what this home is going to accomplish for you. Now, I've got a wants and needs list below that I'll link below so that you guys can have access to it and fill it out at your own time. But the wants and needs, it's so important. All of you guys, I imagine, have lived in a house before. Think about what you liked and what didn't you like. You know, are you looking for a backyard? Are you looking for a patio? Are you looking for a certain amount of 
of acreage? Are you looking for a fenced backyard? Now, all of these things you can change except for the acreage. So think about the things that you want in a home and the things that you need in a home and write those down. Those are going to come in very handy when you actually go out and look for homes. Now, number four is selecting a real estate agent. So real estate agents are only paid on commission. This is something to note before we get into the types of real estate agents and the benefits of using certain agents. Real estate agents are only paid on commissions. They only get paid when they help somebody buy or sell real estate. Now, the best part about buying a home is the seller will actually pay the buyer's side commission for them. So they don't have to worry about paying commissions. Buyers don't have to worry about paying commissions. The seller will actually pay the buyer's agent for bringing the right buyer to the property. Now that's how it is in Ontario. It might be different in other areas of the world, 